Daytime Confidential, the only podcast of its kind, the one-stop source for daytime news, gossip, opinions, and more. It's a top five list, everybody. I'm Lisa. And I'm Luke. In today's podcast, we are counting down the top five villains in daytime, the villains we just love to hate. So stay tuned. Yeah, baby. This should be an interesting list. I mean, this is one of those easy lists, which we can pretty much rattle off the top of our heads for the most part. See, there are some it was that are... so easy, it was hard. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's dive right in, and then when, once we're done, we'll get to our listener emails or, and forum posts as to who's on their list. Coming in at number five for you is? Uh, one Life to Live, Victor Lord. Um, wow. This guy is a, a nutcase. Evil, evil man. Nutcase, which kind of plays into my villain-esque thing, um, mental illness, up to a point. Okay. Then they get truly evil, and they're fun, and they've shaped the direction and history of a show. Okay. That's my thing for villains. Now, That's your definition of a villain? Well, no, no, no. That's my criteria for my favorite villains. Okay. And so, he, um, who has shaped... One life to live more than Victor Lord. Um, he sexually abused his daughter, Vicky. Um, he had illegitimate, he cheated on his wife several times. Um, he married Dorian Kramer just to, you know, mess with Vicky. Um, so if Dorian was at one point Vicky's stepmom? Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, she took the rap for killing Victor. But one of Vicky's alters actually did it because he continuously raped his daughter as she was growing up. Then it was revealed later that Victor was alive after all, and he manipulated his illegitimate son, Todd, into getting him a heart because his heart was weak. Uh-huh. And he kidnapped Blair to get Natalie. And I vaguely uh, remember that last part because that's yeah. happened more recently. Uh, yeah, yeah. That happened more recently with a mangled history. But, and then he died for real and left everything um, to Mitch Lawrence, all of his wealth to Mitch Lawrence, knowing who he was and what he had done to Vicky. So, yes, Victor Lord, evil, evil man. And I don't think he was on anybody's list in the forums, which is very intriguing. That's okay. How, how? I like being a rebel. Well, and there's nothing wrong with being a rebel. It's just that it may, it, well, maybe it's you. that we don't have as many One Life to Live listeners or something. Well, That's a possibility. Ah, well, well, show some. Coming in at number five for me is Janet from Another Planet. <laughs> she is my sort of guilty pleasure villain just because of the fact that she's not as hardcore bad as the rest of them are. But she sure has a way of making a mess of things. Un- unlike pretty much anybody in daytime. I mean, when you think of the stuff that she's done, oh. whether it be try to sink trucks in in quicksand whether it be blowing up <laughs> mansions whether it be i mean and then she's always doing it Good with one. the kooky things where like she's putting the truck into oatmeal and i mean whether or not she actually killed trevor and he his body was frozen in the freezer i personally do not believe that is the case i believe they misidentified the body but <laughs> let's face it hold on to that there is a reason for her having the reputation that she does as a kook 
and if I were the people of Pine Valley, I'd be a lot more careful about her than mo- they are. They seem very casual with it, and I don't know if it's just because they've all been living around her for so long. Maybe. But it's like, Janet Dillon walks into my um, hotel or business or home or whatever, and I would be escorting her out as quickly as possible. You'd think after all these years not to mess with Janet from another planet. The thing is, you always find yourself either cheering for or feeling sorry for Janet. Well, yeah, because unlike many of the villains, like there's a lot of villains in daytime that are just cold, calculated, and cruel, and we like them for that. But with her, it's actually psychiatric in, for the most respect. When she's off her meds, that's when it comes out. And mm-hmm. so it's not, it's one of, she's one of the few villains in daytime that have actually it's actually i mean there's two different sides to her there's the on the medication side and there's the unmedicated side mhm and so i i find her to be a very intriguing villain and i think she warrants my top 5 list so that's who i, I have agree. for number 5 very good i love it uh my number 4 okay i'm just going to skip over it david kimball no clue who Young that is young and the restless ha uh-huh. ha all right, the evil that is David Kimball. Now you run life to you run life to live. You run Young and the Restless fans. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. He murdered his first wife. He married Nina and was planning on killing her. And her son, the real Philip Chancellor the Third, he started off as Jill's secretary. Okay. He uh, just was just awful. One of my all-time I just remember this vividly like it was yesterday when I was growing up. I can't even remember what year it was, but um, David Kimball took a picture of David Hasselhoff to the plastic surgeon okay. and said, hey, make me look like this. And that was kind of nod to history because that was Snapper uh-huh. Foster. Well, anyways, the the plastic surgeon knew who he was, knew he was a murderer. And so instead of making him look like that, he cut killer into his forehead and X's all over his face. Oh, and then he com- and then he met his maker in the trash compactor. But my favorite David scene, I mean David Kimball scene, is when he uh, had plotted to kill Nina and her son, the real Philip Chancellor the Third. Okay. And um, Nina met him at the door, made him explain, and he just cockily explained, and she's pointing a gun at him, and he's just like, "Yeah, bring it." And he's just so evil. Just the evil was just pouring out of him. And then she go, he goes, I'll give you, uh, just give me a million dollars and I'll leave your life forever. She goes, I have an easier way. And then shot him. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. I just love David Kimball because he made me shiver. He was so evil. And I don't think I can think of it. I mean, I've never watched him, but I can't think of anyone that's been truly that evil. Oh, he was evil. Bad. So. Well, coming in at number four for me is someone from a now defunct soap, and that would be Carl Hutchins from. Oh Best no, of no, World. no! You can't be still in my Another people. World. He's one of my honorable mentions. Go ahead. I loved him. I, I, did I too. The, the the actor was amazing. The character was great. He manipulated the Corey family, um, the Corey children, and. Mm-hmm. It was so wrenching to see Rachel, who's in love with this man, who's basically doing everything in his power to destroy her children. And then when he got his own children with her towards the end of Another World, it was like, 
Oh, oh when that jumped man. the shark. Yeah. It was. It was just. He is was such a great villain, and he's so good. That actor is so good at playing a villain. I've always said that it, he would make a great recast of Amico's Cassidyne. I think that he and Helene, or oh, yeah, Towers be really would be excellent as Cassidines. Like it, her being her the love of his, or him being her the love that she's obsessed over for all these years. And I think that it would be. Excellent. And so the guy who plays Carl Hutchins, give him a villainous role on any soap, any time. I just love it. Oh, that's a good choice. I just love him. I hated him towards the end when he was all redeemed and married to Rachel. Hated all that. But well, the stupid... back when he and the Corys were going at it, yeah, baby. And the stupid thing about that show was then they brought in that guy who played Edmund on Guiding Light for a while, which basically canceled the soap. Yeah, it's that's when it jumped the shark. Totally. Right after the Frankie The Lumina crap. Oh, terrible. Terrible. So anyways, yeah. Good choice. I I like it. Who's your number four? Three. My number three three. is from General Hospital. Okay. And he is a Cassidyne, and it's Stavros Cassidyne. You have... Just because he's foisted Nicholas on us. What? I'm just kidding. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> he did really bad things. <laughs> okay, he kidnapped Laura, right? Told her that Luke was dead. Took her to the island. Raped her repeatedly. And impregnated her with Nicholas, right? And then back in 2000, or 2000, 2001, 2002, I can't remember when that whole virus thing was happening. Uh-huh. They used that guy that he and Helena were going to use against the world to own the world or whatever, you know, one of uh-huh. the Cassidine things. And they used it on this guy and he ended up killing him. It was so sad. Or just gross. And then he killed that Chloe Morgan. He killed her. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then he let Stefan take the blame. Remember that? Uh, not too long after that, when Lucky found out about it, he um, tied him up, gagged him, and threw him in the river. I still don't believe Steph- uh, Stavros is dead. Oh, he can't be. He's a, he's a Cassidine, but Oy, just evil, 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 evil. Just oh, evil. yeah. But he did have that, he did come back as a ghost to Luke, but that could have been a hallucination. So. Well, that's true. Well, coming in at number three for me is, as the world turns, James Stenbeck. I don't know how to put this. Like, there are other villains who are, of course, above him on my list. But he is the one that has truly creeped mm-hmm. me out and wigged uh-huh. me out. Like, James Stenbeck on your screen Mm-hmm. is so chilling it gives you the shivers because oh, yeah. what he does and what he's capable of is just oh and it, and then you see his interaction with Barbara and how he twists his Barbara and Paul and the things that he's done to countless people whether it be Rosanna or Carly or Rose or Lily or I mean Emily the list, I mean, I just, I'm thinking, I'm sitting here thinking about the stuff that he does, and I'm just getting shivers, because he, it was just so creepy. And he does it, he does it with a, uh, like, a very, oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, cavalier. Sno- cavalier, but at the same time, intellectually snobby way. It It's, mm-hmm. he just, the words he uses when he's like twisting a person around his like little finger or he's five mm-hmm. steps ahead of them 
it well, just, he's, he plays mind games excellent. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's the I best. Mean, yeah, he's the best mental baddie he, yeah, that there is. I mean, when it comes to playing mind games, I mean, there's people. There's other characters who play like games and toy with villains, or toy toy with other characters in the show. But I don't think anybody is as good at it as James Stenbeck. I just remember, just off the top of my head, just he tried to kill Dusty. He tried to kill Gunner. He did kill. He probably killed his first wife, uh, uh, Enid. Enid. I can't remember her name. And then Jordan's mom. He probably killed her. You know, hinted at it. Well, and he and he kidnapped and he kidnapped Rosanna's child. Oh, well, I'm going back way far. I, I know, mean, back to the know. early '80s. Well, and see, I didn't watch that part, but the part where I saw. Oh, he's been just, a buddy for a long time. Yeah, I mean, he's. And what I don't understand is why. Now that the actor's health is reportedly better, now I don't know if that's still the case, but it was at one point reported that it was better, why they don't bring him back? Because he could put Craig and all these others to shame. Oh, yeah. He was killing, like, Scotland Yard officers. I mean, dude's a baddie. Uh, Kidnapped Craig at one time. There aren't too many people who one-up Craig. He's bribed people. He's threatened people. He uh, kidnapped Lily, but who hasn't kidnapped Lily at one time or another? Um, you know, he slept with Emily when she was underage. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that, did you? No. Oh, yeah. Blackmailed Meg back when Meg was really Meg. Um, and then he told everybody they were having an affair. Oh, and they weren't. Oh, it was awesome. Um, tried to kill John Dixon more than once. <laughs> is there is, is is there a character on screen when like has is there a character on screen when he's on screen that he hasn't tried to kill? Because he's tried to kill Barbara, hasn't he? On what time or two? Well, sure. He's sending her black flowers. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, tried to kill Emily. I don't. I, mm, he killed Earl. He almost killed, killed Carly. Earl. I don't know if he killed Jack or not, or tried to kill Jack. Uh, or like any of the Snyder family or not. He's he stalked Paul and Emily. Yeah, he's attacked. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I remember when he snuck into Lucinda's bed, just to figure out. And then he tried to kill Kirk. I remember that. Gosh, he's taken Emily hostage more than... He's kidnapped Emily all the time. And, uh, and uh, what I have to say is that whole thing at the spa is quite possibly one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. Where know, he de-aged them, or like progressively aged them so much oh. faster. Oh, uh-huh. it was terrible. I mean, it wasn't a great storyline, but my God, was it creepy. It's creepy, and that's what he does. He does creepy, where it gets inside your head. Oh, yeah. And it makes you think. Well, that might and be the reason why we haven't seen him much, considering the writers can't seem to know exactly. how to write Exactly. But, yeah, so he's my number Three is it? Oh, I could just go on and on about James Stenbeck. Um, I left him off my list uh-huh. on purpose because you knew I was pro- would, would yes, probably have. Yes, exactly. Right. He's one of my honorable mentions, and that's that's probably well. And I left Sheila off my list. I didn't know if you were going to name her, but she got to be a cartoon at the end. So, yeah, anyway, Sheila's two, on my honorable mention list. My number two is might be your number two. I'm not sure. My number two is Stefano Demira. Nope. Days of Our Lives. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know who you were going to put where. So, anyways. Stefano Demira, what do you say about Stefano Demira? <laughs> All of a sudden, you have sound of the music thing. What do you say? It's the Phoenix. He's the Phoenix. He's always there. 
He plays those mind games too. He pawns people. He kills people. He brainwashes people. He implants drugs chips. people. He the he it steals art. He I mean, he just goes on and on and on and on. You know, he got Tony to steal a kidney from a live person. Ah. Uh, you know, he took over was it Hope? Made her Princess Gina. Uh-huh. And slept with Hope. He did stuff with Drake or not Drake. Um, I mean, John. John Drake. <laughs> He got a drink. Messed with well, Marlena. I mean, he. I mean, where do you start? Where there, do you there, start? Well, the place where you start is the fact that, based on history, some people believe, and I've discussed this at some length with Jay, who knows everything. And basically, Stefano, the 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 Demiras were created because, on Days of Our Lives because of the fact that the General Hospital was having such great success with the Cassidines. Uh huh. And as and so they created their own form of Cassidine family. What's ironic about this is when you look at the two families, uh huh, which one is alive and kicking, and which one exactly. is pretty much non-existent. And yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where there's just something about Stefano and his ability. I mean, a person could go on for hours. I mean, he's my oh, number. No. He's my number one. So I'll, we'll, we can just discuss him here, and I'll just. I guess my other pick will end up being my number one. But so I, say, just make him your number two now. Exactly. He'll <laughs> just be my number two. Okay, he'll be my number two pick. There. What he has kids left and right. I he, mean, just. Oh. Well, yeah, he's, he's. And that's a true villain when they have kids everywhere. Well, not only, he's he's created children that are clones. He's artificially mm-hmm. inseminated them. He's the things he's done to Kate, the things that he's done to the Bradys, especially Marlena, Marlena and I John, mean, and John. I mean, the the lists the it's just almost innumerable because so much of what Days of Our Lives is Brady versus Demira, and mm-hmm. without one, I don't the other doesn't is doesn't shine as well. I mean, the Bradys are never at their best without a very good Demira mm-hmm. rival, of which Stefano is the best. Oh, and just the voice, the presence, the looks, just the, just the way he takes over. Oh, yeah. And you still tremble in his presence. He did turn cartoony for a while, but they fixed that. He's good again. He's a good villain again. He's just... Awesome, and what they, you know what I mean. And Just what they're awesome. doing this time, of course, what's making it interesting is the fact that they're actually making him vulnerable, in that he's been ill, and in that we are now seeing where he he's having those like lapses where he just doesn't tune in to whatever the person who's talking to him. They've they've taken and made it so that now he's it's the, you're sort of starting starting to see the chinks in the armor the, mm-hmm. uh, that was Stefano or is Stefano mm-hmm. which thinks that he there's the possibility that the Brady's could win but at the same time you know that the moment he gets the stem cells or whatever it is mm-hmm. that it's back on yeah exactly the contrast makes it even more startling if he gets back to his baddiness true Stefano bad the contrast with the Stefano that we're seeing the layers the vulnerability now be all that more chilling and see remembering things he did how he manipulated marlena uh how he manipulated kate doesn't he still own half a titan even though we never see it anymore um what's titan 
<laughs> Doesn't he own half of that? I think he does. I think he manipulated Kate out of half of that. Well, I would he... love I would love Stefano to stay on campus this time. Oh, most definitely. I think the single best thing that this show could do for itself would to keep him on is and pay him whatever it takes to keep him there. Whatever it takes. He, Tony, EJ are magic. I, I and I honestly think that they could get rid of Tony. I think that they can play no, up. No, uh, Tony's cheesy goodness. I they can play back up, off my Tony. They can play up the Tony EJ stuff for about six months, but I think that it, if you had to start cutting characters to save money, that Tony could be one of the first to go. No. Yep. Back off, Roman. Okay, my number one. Um, Drumroll, please. Okay. From Guiding Light. I know, shocking surprise. Anybody that's ever watched Guiding Light from years ago knows who my number one is. My number one is Roger Thorpe. The biggest, baddest villain on soaps. Oh, where do I start with him? As much as I love everybody else on my list, Roger Thorpe's the ultimate baddie. Okay. Where do I start? Oh, he raped his wife, Holly, because she dare have some sort of independence. He tried to rape Janet. I remember that. He blackmailed Alan Spaulding. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Yes. He kidnapped his daughter. He tried to kill Ed. He kidnapped Rita. He shot Ed. I remember that. Uh, he's bribed. He's kidnapped. He's blackmailed. He's falsely accused people. The the fire, the Fifth Street fire that killed um, Cooper, um, Buzz's dad, responsible for that. Um, he's just manipulated everyone to the ends of the earth. Oh, he took, um, I remember one time he took nude pictures of Reva and blackmailed Billy with him. Oh, such good stuff. He's embezzled money from Spalding. Well, who hasn't? <laughs> I mean, I mean that, and that's pretty much a rite of passage. <laughs> I'm it, but it's just, I mean, he's always one-upped Alan. And not many people can do that. You know what I mean? He can take anybody down at any time. He used to be married to, to Dinah. Did you know that? No, I did not. Yes. Um, he tried to um, kill her. He's blackmailed Vanessa. He's taunted Holly over and over and over again throughout the years. She has just been mentally crippled by him because that's what he does. He worms his way in and never lets you go. And you never. Know, you know what you're saying when you say all this? What? And what I'm thinking. Because I, I don't, not having seen any of what you're talking about, because I believe the actor's dead, is he not? Yes, he is. Okay. What I'm thinking about this entire... When you're thinking... What I'm... Okay, just keep going. I'll say it at the end. Sorry. Michael Zaslow, the ultimate bad boy actor. He played David Rinaldi on One Life to Live. And he... He he got really sick and God in like fired him, basically. And so Michael Zaslow went to uh, One Life to Live, who basically gave him a job until he died. So anyways, back to Roger Thorpe. And he slept with Mindy while she was engaged to Nick. Oh. And Alex was ticked off about it. It's just and it's just an infamous scene where at Nick and Mindy's in engagement party, 
when she's nasty, being nasty to him during a toast, Roger goes, I'd rather be in hell than be married to you because they were married, Alex uh-huh. Spalding. And uh, won't you tell the good people why you hate me so much? Tell people why you're so unhappy with uh, Mindy. Come on, tell them. You just can't stand losing another man to Mindy Lewis's bed. Talking about himself. Uh-huh. Oh. And everybody just went pale, looked at her, looked at Mindy, looked at Roger, looked at Nick. It was fabulous. And Roger did, just walked off. Uh, he Actually, he and Nick got into a fight, but then he just walked off like, no big deal. Just amazing. But yet he had those layers where you felt for him and you, you knew there was something else going on. And when he told Holly he would never hurt her like that again after raping her years ago, just awful. But all, but oh, so good. You just wanted to believe him. You want to believe him. But he's a baddie. You can't believe him because he's bad. Because he's Roger. I just love him. Love Roger Thorpe. Everything about Roger Thorpe is awesome. What were you going to say? What have I done wrong? No, you haven't done anything wrong. Nothing but. whatsoever. But I, I'll, I'll save it because it's something that I want to sort of discuss um, okay. in, in general context. Coming at number one for me is, I guess, since we switched things up, um, is <laughs> you Hel- guess, I reckon. <laughs> uh, Helena Cassidyne and Spawn. <gasps> I don't think who Helena Cassidyne and Spawn. I'm just kidding. I don't think it's possible for their. I mean, this Spawn. this is <laughs> this is the family that has tried to freeze the world. This is the fa- she is the character that has put the curse on Luke and Laura that has lasted so long and has mm-hmm. caused their, them specifically, and I think that into another respect, their children, so much heartache and pain and trouble. And she isn't afraid to use a knife or a letter opener to kill you. She'll hold a gun to you. She'll <laughs> try That's and, so true. She'll try and slit your throat. She will pop up into any type of passage that not even a rat would find. She can find a secret passage to come in on you. She the, pushed Catherine off the, the, the balcony there. She she pushed Catherine. She pushed her. She pushed her off the parapet. She has tried on countless occasions to kill her own child. She yeah. is Stefan. She has threatened the lives of Alexis and well and Christina, Alexis's sister, mm-hmm. from for age ages and. She she toys with people like Jax, which is like I mean when they have those scenes with Jax where he was sort of like pretending to flirt with her and everything. It was like mm-hmm. yeah, be what be careful of the web she weaves because next thing you know she'll eat you for lunch and it won't be the good kind. And mm-hmm. everything about Helena Cassidyne is just absolutely amazing. I I've only ever watched the Constant Tower stuff, and from what I understand, um, Elizabeth Taylor's um, Helena Cassidyne was just oh, a cameo appearance. It was. It was bad. No, it was cool. And no matter how you, I mean, no matter how you cut it, there is no villain in daytime that has is as iconic as Helena Cassidyne. Oh, in terms I've never of, gotten over that he she killed Alexis's mother in front of her. Yeah, when she was a baby. And, I, I, I mean, or kid, whatever. I, I've never gotten over that. That's creepy and awful. It's awful. Well, and in addition to that, her, she when it used to be, they, it hasn't been this way so much recently, that she would have her thugs and bodyguards with her, and they mm-hmm. wouldn't be afraid to take anyone out. When she was on the yacht, 
the woman has more than nine lives. She's already died at least 20 times. She's got steel balls, too. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I would literally put her in a death, death match, grub match with any other villain in daytime, and she would win. Nah, Roger Thorpe, take her down. No. Oh, yeah. No. You don't even know who Roger Thorpe is. How can you even judge? Because <laughs> I have the utmost... This this is the most iconic villain in daytime. In Considering she wasn't even your done. number one? Yeah. <laughs> well, she wasn't, just for the simple fact that I'm enjoying Stefano so much right now. That's the only oh, reason why Stefano mm-hmm. jumped her. Because well, if, 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 if Helena was on screen right now, Helena would be my number well, one. Well, being Helena, not being the wimp. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But... Um, when she like blackmailed, I mean not blackmailed, brainwashed Lucky. Oh, all of that. Well, he was just awful. Yeah, I mean he's poisoning people. I'm pretty sure that there, like, when it comes to daytime, there is a collegiate plan that villains have to go to through in order to get their degree, and it involves brainwashing, murder, manipulation, various mm-hmm. other things. And she wrote the books. She wrote the textbooks on it. Yeah, she's a baddie. And I can't believe she was nowhere on your list. I knew she was either your number one or number two. Still, that doesn't mean you take him off your list. Yeah. I got Stavros on there. Chill it. So, well, and then I I have Helena and Spawn, which, let's face it, Stavros, Stefan, both of them know how to get what mix they want. Mix it up. Yeah, mix it up and get what they want <laughs> when necessary. So, well, I, I dig the Castellan family, too, so... Well, the the thing that I wanted to ask you about real quick before we get to the people's emails is when you're talking about Roger Thorpe and you're saying all these diabolical things, mm-hmm. the first thing that jumped to mind was the fact that there's a certain soap, which I'm sure in the moment everybody will realize what I'm talking about, on which there's been a character who has done horrible and horrendous and terrible, terrible things to people, and they have completely whitewashed it and blamed it on tumors, and... When when you're saying all that stuff, like about Roger Thorpe, I'm thinking to myself, this is the type of character they should be writing for Jeff Branson. This is the type of character that he could play flawlessly mm-hmm. and that could put all my children on the map in terms of soap because Jeff Branson as an actor is capable of going to such depths of evil in terms of the characters that he portrays that for him to be able to do that type of thing would would put in many respects if all my children needs a major villain it's it has i mean let's uh, janet from another planet is one but she's more of a caricature who pops in and out but i honestly think that one of the ways that these soaps could start to save themselves from cancellation is to get the fans really invested by developing hardcore villains again like the roger thorpes like this james stenbecks like the helena cassadines and like mm-hmm. the stefano demiras out of their younger characters i think that Days of Our Lives is starting to do it with EJ. Whether or not they follow through on it has yet to be seen. But we, there are no major, just badass, villainous characters on any of the soaps that I can think of in the younger age that could even start to fill the shoes of these characters, such as the ones we've mentioned on our list. And I think that All My Children is completely idiotic to not take that step with, with the character of Jonathan Lavery. Well, let's. Can I just be really honest with you? Okay. Back when Roger Thorpe was at his height and in his heyday, uh-huh. 
we had the most excellent writers in daytime writing for Guiding Light. I can't say the same well, no. for any of these daytime writers except for maybe one or two on Days of Our Lives. Right now, I don't think they're capable of it. I don't think they care. I don't think that they want to go to those depths. I don't think they even have a clue. Well, and see, to me, I look at, like, for instance, okay, you look at the fact that on so many levels, we get these really twisted storylines about romance and love and all Mm -hmm. this other stuff that are retold and retold and retold. Mm -hmm. Well, instead of doing twisted romance, just do freaking twisted evil. It can't, it's not that hard. No, it's not. I, well, I don't want cartoon evil. No. Because I've, I've had enough of that. No. But really good, in-depth, well, layered villains. Well, That's what we need. We yeah. need more Stephanos. We need more Helenas. We definitely need Roger Thorpe. Roger I think Thorpe I think Jonathan was, Lavery could be Roger Thorpe. Oh, based could. on what you're saying. And I think it would be brilliant. Well, I know, Michael Zaslow is one of the best actors I've ever seen. I don't know if he's that good, well, I'm but not if they wrote him that way, like you're saying, I we talked about this last week or two weeks ago. I absolutely agree. He would be an awesome baddie. He'd be awesome. Well, and then I think that in many respects, if Sheffer is allowed to and isn't and doesn't dumb down EJ, I think EJ could be that uh, the next Stefano. I, I mean, let's face it; he's already got a rape on his list, and people are still rooting for EJ. I mean, under in, under most circumstances, with the exception of like Todd and Luke, people rarely, if ever, root for ba- villainous type characters who rape someone, and people still love the EJ character. Well, it's just true. It's just true. So. What about our emails? Do we have well, any emails or forum posts? I think posts? you have the emails. I've got the forum posts, so you just okay. want to go every other one? Sure. I only have two emails. Okay. I think a lot of people post in the forums. They just went straight to the forums. And for those of you who do not know, folks, we um, we post on the thread what our next top five is going to be, so you can post your list there, and we can read them on the podcast. So if you don't email but you're in the forums, you that is available to you. Awesome. Way to go, Luke. From GHFan767, forever, top five villains. I love this girl, by the way. Number five, Scott Baldwin. Well, he's sort of a villain. That's what she said. <laughs> Number four, Helena Cassidyne, evil. Ha, 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 ha. ha, ha. Number three, Jack Abbott. I can't quite put my finger on it why he's a villain, but he, he's a villain. Okay. okay. See, I don't see Jack as a villain. I well, see him as an anti-hero, an anti-villain. And guy. it's interesting that they mention that because there's a couple people on the list in the forums who have him on their list as I well. I don't get that. Okay, anyways. Number two, Victor Newman. I'm having trouble with my reasoning for this category. Okay, let me insert here. <laughs> um, Victor Newman is a, is, a, is a villain because, A, he has no conscience when it comes to his adversaries. B... He treats women like they're beneath him. C, he never loses. And D, he's a jerk. That's why he's a villain. Okay. And number one, her number one is Stefano Demera. She says, I love him. He's cheesy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jamie Love writes, Alan Spaulding, in my opinion, he's crazy and pure evil when he wants something and he gets something and it doesn't matter who gets hurt in the end, i.e. Jamie. Ron mm-hmm. Rains plays Alan so well that sometimes I actually like Alan before he killed Tammy, but still hate him at the same time. <laughs> Shocking. 
<laughs> Number four, Jack Abbott. In my opinion, he's a villain, but doesn't come off that way. He does all the bad things that pe- to people, but he does it in somewhat classy way. I just love it. Craig Montgomery, who we didn't mention our honorable mentions list, but is on mine. Is he? Yeah. Um, oh, good. The, a definition of pure evil. I haven't really kept up with the Craig storyline. All I know is he killed Rosanna, and still people talk to him. He's manipulative, but sometimes you don't realize it. Number two, Sandy Foster. Sandy had the perfect cover when he came to down as Jonathan Randall, but when the truth came out, people hated him, but then forgave him, and compared to the real Jonathan, he was the perfect golden child. But then he turned psycho and tried to do everything possible to ruin Jamie, which never worked. Every time he didn't get his way, his eyes would bug out. I don't know if it was the acting or it was just the actor's eyes, but he played the villain really well. I hated him so much. Sorry. His eyes should fuck out. It's true. <laughs> he did was like, it's like a big old frog. Sorry, go ahead. Number one, Edmund Winslow. Classic oh. case of villain turned good guy, but the love by the love of a good woman. But true villains are always villains, no matter how hard anybody tries. Edmund tries to be such a good husband, he did everything possible to make Cassie happy and himself happy, even if it hurt people in the process, i.e. Danny and Michelle. Even when Cassie turned him down, he tried to kidnap her, and, well, that would have been awesome, but that's why Edmund is my number one villain of date. (laughs) You know what I just remembered? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um... Back in 2004, 2003, whatever, Alan was having flashbacks. Remember he was remembering that he had an affair no. with his nanny? Oh, oh, that's right. You weren't watching. Alan was remembering he was having an affair with his na- uh, with the nanny, and that's uh-huh. how Gus came about. You know, the nanny that's now none, and Gus's mother. In the flashbacks, Jeff Branson was Alan Spaulding. What? Yep. Yeah, Jeff Branson was Alan Spaulding in those flashbacks. Okay. I just remembered that. I just thought that was because he was playing evil then. It was awesome. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Well, you're, it's your turn. Oh, fine. I thought it was interesting. but Well, I thought it was interesting. It's just that I don't remember it, so I'm sure it was good. It's just I have RC no context. R.C. Olgard writes. R.C. Olgard. Hi. Writes. Number five, Janet Green on my children. When I was little, I remember her killing Will Cortland. Oh, yeah, that was great. And thinking it was deliciously evil. Let's not forget her throwing Natalie in a well. Yeah, that's right. Sister in a well. And assuming her life. Although that eventually gave us the gift that is Chriselle Styles. So I guess you have to take the bad with the good. Aww. Number four. Gwen Hotchkiss from Passions. Any woman who goes to the length she has to keep the tabloid secret from surfacing is amazingly evil. On the other hand, anyone who can stand toe-to-toe with uber-bitch Teresa... And make efforts to bring her down is okay in my book. Wow. Not a Teresa fan, I see. Isn't this our our RCL guard's first email, uh, like, top five for us? I guess. Okay. Number three, Caleb Morley from Port Charles. (laughs) Sorry. What's more awesome than a fang-clad Michael Easton? Uh, Michael Easton not on my screen? Oh, sorry. Caleb was the ultimate in evil and enjoyed every second of it. He did. He embraced his evil. I have to give him that. It was so much fun to watch him 
wreak havoc in the lives of everyone around him. What made Caleb such a great villain is that, except for Olivia, he didn't care who he hurt or what the repercussions were. Plus, it definitely didn't hurt that Michael Easton had unbelievable chemistry with everyone on that show. Number two, Adam Chandler. I can't believe you didn't put Adam Chandler on your list, Luke. But I don't consider him a villain, but... Oh, okay. David Canary is one of the greatest actors to ever grace the television. I love how Adam does whatever necessary to get what he wants. I'm so glad that Adam is returning to form after being paired with that useless waste of space that is Crystal. Yeah, baby. I long for the days of the super amazing villain that tortured Dixie and had her locked away or had those wonderful feuds with Palmer and Tad. Number one, and you'll love this one. Okay. Vanessa Bennett, All My Children. Oh, All-time I favorite forgot villain. about her. I couldn't say enough about the amazing oh. Marge Doucet if we had all the time in the world. Vanessa was the villain to end all villains. Her hideous, ungodly deeds were too numerous to name, so I won't even try. Born without the ability to feel remorse or take responsibility, everything Vanessa did was the ultimate joy to watch. I'm still angry that this wonderful actress was never rewarded for her work and, and this amazing character. I forgot about her. Oh, I God. I should have... Repent! Yeah, no kidding. No <laughs> kidding. I completely forgot. Oh, that's terrible. Okay, she's now on my honorable mention list. Love her. All right, fine. Demira Girl, who's Gina. a new forum member, writes, um, oh, Jack hi. Abbott, sneaky and evil with a touch of class as number five. I don't five. get it. Why is he evil? It's... it's <laughs> It's exactly like this last week when on the show, after having won the election, which was a hard-fought election, and they okay. put that video clip out, which the video clip is not what my point is, he goes and he it's like, he says, his advisor says, you do not want anything to do with this project, with the Clearwater project or whatever, Clear Springs project. You okay. won't want to do it or whatever. And yeah. he just innocently goes... A guy has to make a profit, and I'm going to make a profit no matter what anybody says. And it, I mean, that's I'm paraphrasing, but it's uh huh. It's how it's, is that evil? Well, because you know that it's going to involve him manipulating a whole bunch of other people or using someone to manipulate the situation, which is what that is. So that's where people get it, I think. Number four, Victor Newman, willing to do what it takes to get what he wants. Number three, Victor Kyriakis. Toned down now, but in his heyday, he was a, a great mobster in Salem. Number two, Helena Cassidyne. Who hasn't she tried to kill? Nothing gets in her way to try and protect her family and her position. Destroying her son's life? No problem. Screwing up your grandson's life? Again, not an issue. I guess she would be the top villainess. Um, number one, Stefano, Stefano Demira. Will he ever die? I hope not. Going on 20 years torturing the citizens of Salem and doing it with style. He lets nothing, including a few deaths, get in his way to try and get Malena, Marlena or just screw with the Bradys. I love it. I have to throw his son Tony in as an honorable mention. Oh, yeah. Good list. Now, do you have any more emails? Nope. I'm done. Okay. Coming in for Days Fan at number five is... Helena Cassidyne. Who hasn't she tried to kill? She'll do whatever it takes to protect her family, even if it means she could be the target of a killing herself. Number four, Alan Spaulding. Will do whatever it takes to get what he wants. Doesn't care who gets hurt as long as it works out for him in the end. Jack Abbott. Villain who doesn't seem to 
seem like one when you look at him. No matter what he does, he does it in such a way that it isn't too horrible, but in the if if but in the end it doesn't go well for him and others he's been hurting. Number two, Victor Kyriakis isn't a isn't the villain that he used to be, but is still a villain. Will do whatever it takes to get help with his golden child, Philip, and get whatever he wants, and won't stop until he gets it. Is all about power and money. Number one, Stefano Demira. Will he ever die? Since the first time he aired, he's been a villain. It's always out to is always out to hurt people, especially a Brady, and doesn't care who gets hurt. He'll do anything for his children. He's the phoenix, and the phoenix always rises. So just when you think he's gone, and his evil ways are over, he's back. Then Tracy <coughs> Michelle writes, and this is going to be a long one, so and get yourself a piece of cake or something, or a coffee. Carmen Santos, Guiding Light. I know mob storylines aren't favorite for fans, but Carmen, the mob boss, was awesome. The things she did to Danny and Michelle in the time she was in Springfield were just crazy. She faked her death, tried to send Michelle to prison for murder, for extortion. You name it, she tried it. Her motivation was her hate for Michelle and the love for her family. Number four, Helena Cassidyne. Murder, kidnapping, framing, poisoning, blackmail are only a few of the things that Helena has done in her lifetime. Her motivations are to gain control of the Cassidyne Empire any way she can. She also has a bone to pick with the Spencer family. That's how fair Laura disappeared way back when. Helena makes my list because she's so creepy. Fair Laura. Yes. Number three, Stefano Demira. This man is hands down the most notorious, notorious villain in Day's history. He introduced us to the pawn, the pawn, John Black, made us think he was Roman Brady. He has worked for his whole life to bring down the Bradys. He kidnapped Merlena, put John in a guillotine, framed John for murder, murder, and he died. He returned from the dead time and time again, then brought back the real roman brady leaving us to wonder who the heck was the roman brady he is he has controlled hope bow patch and princess gina he is obsessed with marlena and his motivation his motivation his father's last wish to get revenge on the brady's what can i say well now stefano yeah. is just so <laughs> one evil sob now number two Ooh. who is also your number one um, Roger Thorpe is my all-time favorite villain. Perhaps because yes! I've known him the longest. Roger has been, has had many loves in his lifetime, but his obsession with Holly was my favorite love affair. He was married to her, then he raped her in rage. Years later, he fell off a cliff and died, or so we thought. And it was in 1989 that Adam Malik graced our screen on the island that Alexander's plane had gone down on. It wasn't much later that Alan Maddock was crashing into Philip and Blake's wedding, literally. And then it was revealed that it was Roger Thorpe. He was alive. Roger has entertained me for many, many years. I loved him but hated him at the same time. Let mm -hmm. me say that the one and only Roger Thorpe was portrayed by Michael Zaslow. No one could replace his creation of Roger. Agreed. Beautiful. Number one, James Stenbeck. James, like any good villain, has been presumed dead many times. He's also the great has a great love, Barbara. But James' version of love is a little twisted. He loved Barbara so much he tortured her, tried to drive her to the brink of insanity, attempted to murder her, blackmailed her, and tried to take custody of their son, Paul. This is only a fraction of the things James has done to Barbara. He has done much worse to more of Oakdale's residents. His motivation? He's just nuts. That's why he makes my list as number one. Wow. That's an excellent list. Would you like to read the next one? I don't have it, so you can read it. Oh, okay. 
I love um, you. Jammy Forever writes, Craig Montgomery, I started watching As the World Turns and can't stand how he's been treating Meg, even though I don't know the whole story. <laughs> Jammy, let me tell you. Meg, Meg deserves what she gets, but then again, this Craig is in pale imitation to others. Stop it. Number four. Don't even go there. Number four. Doris oh, Wolf. She uses oh, her power of being D- DA to take advantage. She got her way when she got Alan to marry her just so he could would not have to go to jail for Tammy's death. Another reason Craig. <laughs> Sorry. You insulted Craig and I don't like it. I'm not the only one on that T V guide list. They they said that Oh okay. Back, but anyways, Don't even get me started on that T V guide list. Let me finish with this here. Uh, Doris Wolf is another reason is looking for how her daughter Ashley is in Juvie and she won't do anything to help her out of there and Doris won't even go and visit her own daughter. Number three, Edmund Winslow. He was so mindset on getting revenge on Cassie that he and Dinah pretended to be pregnant with their child, but he turned on Dinah by kidnapping her. After kidnapping Dinah, Edmund stole Michelle's baby to give to Cassie. Yeah, um, but, but it was Michelle. She's annoying. Number Just two. A joke. Sandy Forrester. He appeared to be the perfect Foster. man. Foster. Or Forrester. Foster. He appeared to be the perfect man, but wasn't. Sandy pretended to be Jonathan when he returned to town. Also, in my opinion, he's a villain for being married to Ava while he was getting married to Tammy. But I'm glad his marriage to Tammy was fake. Number one. Alan Spaulding. Alan Spaulding will do anything that he needs to to get what he wants. One reason he is my number one villain is because he killed Tammy and never paid for it. Shocking. Our last list is from E. Quarter. E. Quarter writes, I This should be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I love my villains, and I have a long list, but since I know Lisa loves tight list, here is my top five villains. Roger Thorpe. Number five. Raped his wife, Holly. Faked his death, and poor Holly got sent for up for murder was responsible for rita bowers miscarriage and plenty of other misdeeds in springdale he was and is still my favorite character on guiding light Mm -hmm. annie dutton guiding light threw herself down a flight of stairs while supposedly pregnant to frame reva so she could have josh to herself talk about an insecure female she she threw reva out of a plane and kidnapped young lizzie spaulding i loved her crazy ass (laughs) number three David Kimball. He started out as just a regular secretary for Jill Abbott and became a legend. He was a gold digger, a cheater, and he tried to murder so many people, including Christine and Danny Ramalotti. But the best was when Nina, his own wife, shot him five times. That's right. Boom, 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 boom. The most memorable scene was a faking comatose David lying in his hospital bed when Jill, convinced that he was faking grabbed and squeezed David's family jewels. As the voice overheard David screaming in pain, David didn't make a move. What really makes a good villain is the comeuppance, and David's was all too fitting. While escaping the police, he decided to climb down a chute in the room he was trapped in, only he didn't realize it was the building's trash compactor. compactor. All that was left of David was his bullet-ridden hand tied with garbage the best death scene ever it was awesome good choice go ahead sheila carter young and the restless and bold and the beautiful the craziest woman in the history of daytime i say the queen of villains she's raised hell in two soap towns and escaped every time had lauren a former hellraiser herself paralyzed with fear her multiple attempts at murder are legendary starting with Lauren, Stephanie, Amber, Maggie, Taylor, and Phyllis. Her final end was the 
the final end was the worst but it's the history of the this complex woman that will forever make her the ultimate daytime bad girl but she is not my number one in fact my number one isn't even an american soap um okay e quarter just okay. because you're a loyal this listener i'll read this but still richard hillman Coronation Street, which is a BBC show or a British oh, is show. It? Yes, it okay. is. I wish I could go in deep with the details, but the highlights are he conned senior citizens out of their life savings, killed his ex wife at his cousin's funeral by hitting her over the head with a shovel and burying her in the foundation of some new houses. He wow, kill, he that's killed, cool. He killed Maxine Peacock, a new mother, after she discovered him attacking Emily Bishop with a crowbar, convinced his wife Gail that her mother was senile so that he could get her money, tied up Gail and her two children in the back of the family car, and attempted a murder-suicide by carbon, carbon dioxide carbon monoxide and when that didn't work drove her into the weatherfield canal and tried to drown everyone but due to gail's quick thinking the only one who perished was richard it was one of the most fascinating stories i've ever watched when i was in canada it's a pity that we don't get the british soaps over here that sounds cool yeah, no kidding. E quarter can put that on his lap. Okay. He's E quarter. Well, that's it for this episode. As always, you can send us your list or top five list at DC. What's our TV top five line. next week? I don't know. What is it? Worst villains. Our, don't you think? Sounds good. You can send us your list at DC at TVFanOnline.com. Apparently not. No. What? Sounds good. <laughs> well, I was trying to finish the statement and I was starting. So. Well, I thought you were going to tell them what was going on next week. I had forgotten, to be honest, what our one was this week. So you, I see. your bringing it up was a good reminder. Well, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Oh, that's okay. Oh, our mutual love fest is over now. <laughs> <laughs> Puke. Um, you can write us a review on iTunes. Make sure you log you can. in. We'd log greatly in. appreciate it. We would. And drop by the forums, tvfanonline.com slash forums. And by the way, don't be insulting Craig. Don't get. Uh, don't, don't start doing it again okay he's a character he's fair game no you no, no do not is, go after craig he is fair game oh which no he is not but, no, because you are biased list, which are biased. leads me to my honorable mention list which i forgot biased to craig montgomery as portrayed by hunt block biased in victor dorian because let's face it dorian's just a great villain she's a petty villain but she's a great villain and then sheila were my honorable mentions. Who are on yours? Blah, blah, blah. Carl Hutchins, James Stenbeck, uh, Annie Dutton, Connie Light, uh, Sheila, but she's a, she's a cartoon now. I'm glad she's gone. Um, Amber Moore. But is she, she was, really gone? hope so, because it was a disaster. Um, throughout the years, there's just been so many villains that I've liked. Brent Lawrence on Guiding Light. Um, Vanessa Bennett. All my children, just so many. You just can't name them all. I mean, we could go one soap at a time. Oh yeah, most definitely. You know, we could go one soap at a time and go passions, Alistair. You Tabitha. Know? Tabitha, but see, she's fun. I don't see her as a villain. I just see her as a fun Ivy, bad character. Julian. Yeah, Rebecca. and then we could go Days for Lives. You go Stefano, General Hospital. You'd say Helena and say Stavros. You know, we could just do that. Well, let's do it, just for the heck of it. Okay, go. All my children. Um, Adam, for the sake of it. Adam, Vanessa Bennett. As the world turns. 
James Stimbeck. Barbara Ryan. Okay. Gates are bold and beautiful. Bold and beautiful. Uh, Stephanie. I w- that's a good one. Um, I'm going to say Amber for the sake of when she was on Bold and the Beautiful because she was a great villain on that soap. Yeah, stealing babies. Yeah. That's, Days that's of our good. lives. Oh, Stefano Victor. Doesn't matter. Yeah, either or. Either or. Um, General Hospital. Helena. Cassidines. Guiding Light. Well, you're Roger Stewart, baby. Um, I'm going to say for the sake of it, Alan, because that's the only one I know. That's the only one you know. Exactly. <laughs> Um, one Life to Live. Um, uh, Victor Lord. And I'm going to say Dorian. I, th- I still say that she's... Well, she's, she's married she's, to Victor. She, she's an underrated villain, let's put it that way. Um, Passions, we've mentioned those already. Oh, yeah. And Young and the Restless. Ava Kimball. And I didn't watch them, but Sheila was really creepy on that one, too. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, it, and you can name numerous on each soap if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. And that's what's so good about soaps is that we do get the good and we do get the bad. So, well, until good list, time, good list, people. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and be sure to send us your list of the top five worst villains. And by worst, we mean the ones that you, never you really measured up. <laughs> right. You know, wannabe. Yeah, okay, wannabe people? villains want to be villains and you just didn't care oh you know who we forgot which is sort of someone who would be on an honorable mention list what the tattoo guy on general hospital the tattoo guy on general Hospital. he was on nip tuck and then he came and he was i mean really creepy he had an obsession with sam oh um manny yeah he was a pretty good villain (laughs) well folks so long bye